Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally, or Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally today. And today, I am so excited to have on a 30-year-old from Rotterham, England. His hockey journey has taken him to England, Wales, Austria, and Slovakia. Drafted first overall by the Nottingham Panthers, a staple of the Sheffield Scimitars and Spartans with the Cardiff Devils. <clears throat> In 2014-15, British Goalie of the Year, Challenge Cup champion. 2015-16, Brit Tender of the Year, Brit Player of the Year, First Team All-Star, Goaltender of the Year, that's with all the imports, folks. 16-17, First Team All-Star, that's with all the imports, folks. Best Goals Against Average, Goalie of the Year, and Challenging League Titles. 17-18, First Team All-Star, British Player of the Year, Goalie of the Year, Most Wins, and Playoff and League Champion. 18-19, Second Team All-Star, Most Wins and Shutouts, also a Playoff Champion. With Great Britain, we're going to keep this close. Uh, we're going to keep it shorter here. One bronze, two silvers, and four gold medals. And he's back for round two in the shed. And it's our first time in Slovakia. Welcome to the podcast, Ben Bounds. Cheers for having me, Wally. Hey, Still sweating. I'm just on. That's a nice doing. picture in the background there. What? I know. I'm sat in the kids' room. We don't even have a kid, but we got a kids' room here. Okay, I was going to say, some <laughs> things must have changed since last time I've been checking it out, but that's a Winnie the Pooh poster by Disney. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, and then we got, um, what's that? There's something around the back, there's like a bug's life or something measuring. So this, uh, is like your, this, is your, this is like your shed right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you were just on the ice, you just had practice? Yeah, I literally just got up the stairs and ran in here and opened this up. That's why I'm still sweating. Oh dear. So uh, I was curious about that. What are Slovak practices like? Actually really good. Up tempo. We got a um, full-time goalie coach here. So we were on, I mean, today we're on the ice about 95 minutes because we were on with the goalie coach for half an hour. Um, then trained with the team for, well, I think it was about 45 minutes and then another 20 minutes with Peter, the goalie coach afterwards. So and Peter, where's, where's Peter from? Peter's from Slovakia as well. So he's uh, he was the Slovak national team goalie coach, uh, and he I think he's dropped to the under 18s now. The okay. Slovak national team under 18s now is a is our goalie coach as well. He's been here how, for a few years. How's the English around there? It's actually like, really good. Slovaks really can good. speak English. Yeah, it's really good English. Uh, everyone in the room pretty much speaks English, and um, I mean I, I have to slow down with my accent. Well, you had to <laughs> slow down for me, man. You had to slow down for me. But no, everyone speaks really good. And even around town, like there's, there's hardly anyone that doesn't speak English. That's so uh, you go to all the restaurants, it's dead easy. And uh, they, they all say like Slovak's such a hard language to learn that they don't mind you not knowing as much. Right. Yeah. German, like they give you a couple years and then they're like, hey, 
you don't know German yet? Like, what are you doing? No. But anyways, how we usually get into how we know each other. Let's do round two. So it's a little different today, but it's still how we know each other. You were episode 18 and I actually forgot. Today's episode is brought to you by Coast to Coast Clothing. And uh, that's a company you founded and created, right? Yeah, with uh, Stu Bob and Hebs. I mean, I've, I know all the Cardiff fans will, will know them, especially Stu Bob. Well, I got to uh, say something it. about Stu Bob is, uh, <laughs> is he just made a Wally cartoon? What do you I think call it? I think it's all this one, actually. Yeah, where I'm like topless with my dress pants yeah. on. It. Yeah, spray painted. It, it's, it's really nice of him to do that for me. Um, he does great work. I And then he made a poster with Matt Kruth getting the Twix thrown at him, which is cool that that happens now out of my shed, which I have to mention is last night in Sheffield, Sheffield Steeler fans threw Twix at Matt Kruth because of the pod and the shed. I tell you, that just warms my heart. That is like bizarro world that Steelers fans and Cardiff fans could get along bringing the hockey world together one Twix at a time, folks. Right, Ben? That's what your podcast do more, bringing it's, everyone together. It's crazy. Um, when I heard uh, Barry Baguette's chucking Twix at Mac and he said he deserved them, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, sorry, moving on. Is Stu Bob's, uh, his work is incredible, and thank you for making that, uh, the couple pictures he's made for me. Um, yeah, so he helps design it, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I've always wanted to do some kind of clothing stuff, but I can't draw for it to save my life, so... Uh, Stu Bob, obviously everyone knows he can draw. So we he probably should have had him department. work on that. We probably yeah. should have him work on your tattoo. Eh? <laughs> Looking back, probably. He's giving <laughs> me one. But not of a tramp stamp. Uh, uh, anyways, no, your tattoo is gorgeous, Ben. How do the, do the Slovaks like it? Yeah, to be fair, not many of them have uh, mentioned it. I don't know if they're scared about it or what. You're so. still fitting in in the room, eh? You're still feeling yeah, yourself kinda. out. Nobody can, like, make fun of your tramp stamp. Yeah. Guy. So I just, I just pretend to be too serious, yeah. Yeah, around Christmas, usually things loosen up when you're a new guy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, the clothing company, how busy are you while you're in hockey season? How does that work? Like, how much do you got to do? Well, we, we picked it. Well, they, they pick up all the slack back in uh, Wales at the minute. Obviously, I can't really ship out anything off from here. So I, I stay in control of the um, – I do most of the social media, all the photos and video and stuff for them and uh, run a website as well if anything goes wrong with a website or anything needs adding or changing I, I do that and they uh, keep control of everything else I mean Hev's just the the main bit of, or the bulk of the work and she does all the, the boring stuff she's into Did, as well who, kind of who's stuff. that? Hev's that's Stu Bob's wife I don't think I know her maybe uh, yeah so uh, oh Heather she loves being called Heather so um, okay. yeah Heather does Heather does all the work basically she does all the boring stuff and me and you get to do the more exciting stuff. Yeah, no, that's uh, exciting. You started that, and congratulations. I, I know yeah, we thanks. briefly talked about in episode 18, but, uh, you know, I was still getting my feet wet at this whole podcasting thing, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's really exciting. You got something going on the side, and, you know, when people get to the end of hockey, it'd be nice to have something already cooking, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a plan. Yeah, so that's cool. And the other uh, thing I got to bring up then is our other sponsor. Ha! That's me, <laughs> www.aleshockeytails.com. And my website is right now raffling off my last hockey jersey, which I wore playing with Ben Bounds with the Cardiff Devils before my knee went. And uh, tickets are two pounds or like, what's that, like four bucks Canadian on the website. And uh, 
then it then this system picks the winner and then I'll get a hold of you and send you the jersey and I'll sign it if you want me to. If you don't want me to, I won't. But um, this will be to help raise awareness for mental health around Ontario. So uh, don't forget to uh, buy a ticket, even if you don't like me. Right, Ben? <laughs> you always buy one, especially for mental health. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, moving on. Well, that's another thing is with all the guys you have on with the mental health of like leaving the game and what it's like, it's good that you have something already to sink your teeth into. Cause it makes the transition easier. I would think. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's the plan. I've got the the clothing. I'm obviously into my photography, videography kind of thing. Not quite on Mike will level, but uh, there's a few little things that I'm hopefully got in the, in the lined up for when I do end up retiring in a, in a few years. Well, if you're running websites and doing all that good for you, man. Um, anyways, so the other way we know each other is I just posted this the other day because it was, I don't know, memories, I guess, but my son Colby and you used to, we did, you guys did the bouncy wave a couple times, right? Yeah. That those were memories I cherish because I got the videos and uh, he wouldn't really remember it unless he saw the videos. Right. But uh, that's the shit you remember afterwards. That, that got me the other day when he, uh, when he was talking about it, it's kind of cool. It brings back, like you say, it brings back those little memories. Yeah. They're, they're some of the best memories. And that was my last game as a hockey player, I guess, was uh, that game because that was when I had gone out for my little toot, little skate around, waved to the fans, and then I came off, and then you took Colby back out. So thanks for doing that. That's you fine. know? And Richie just played his 900th game. Uh, and I'm going to throw a hook in his mouth so hard he won't be able to get off the line. <laughs> his, his, his wife already told me that she's going to let him know that it is, uh, it is mandatory. He has to come to the shed. Yeah, he has to come on. Richie doesn't come on, but much stuff does he so. He's got to put the effort in for your shed. Yeah, well, and you remember how I used to always pick on him in my pregame speeches and get right <laughs> in his face, right? <laughs> used to get him going. Yes. Always worked for Richie. Remember when I had the Thor hammer and I told them that the other team was going to take it, like it. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Um, so I want to know about Slovakia because I don't know anything about it. Um, so is the town called Dukla Trenson? The, the town's called Trenchen. Trenchen. Uh, the, the, yes. Trenchen. And the team's called Dukla Trenchen. What's a Dukla? I'm not 100% sure. I don't know you if don't it means club or whatever. No, no, I, I know. I know. I would say. Um, That's probably an animal of some kind. <laughs> I actually don't know if it means some kind of, if it's something to do with like the meaning club, because I've seen it on uh, some rowing places. It says Dukla. There's another team in the league called Dukla. No. So I don't know no, if it means no. club. Stop it. That's an animal. It's got to be. It's got to <laughs> be. Because I'm pretty sure there's like an HC in front of Dukla and that's saying hockey club. Hockey Ovi club. Okay, well, we'll Google it later. Dukla. I bet you it's an animal. Five bucks. Okay. Um, so, Slovak League, how many teams are in this league? Um, I believe there's, yeah, I think it's 12 this year. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to look right now for him. Well, and how many imports are there usually on a team? Because I looked at your roster. I only knew one name. Yeah, there's, um, oh, there's 12 teams, so I was right. Um, I think someone told me they could have, I don't know, it's eight or nine imports, but we have, I want to say maybe five, okay. five imports. So not all the, the don't, it's not like at home where they'll fill every single, uh, every single import slot. They'll, the, um, the 
fill a few import spaces and then fill the rest with with good Slovakians. So um, yeah, it's slightly different. Brest, I'm pretty certain is they're allowed eight or nine. Okay, yeah. In Denmark, it was the same. The yeah. team teams with big budgets would sign about five or six, and then right around the deadline, they'd have obviously have enough money then for two more players just for the rest of the season. Um, which would alter your team dynamic a bit and bring yeah. in different guys. And then all of a sudden, the guy that's that we were on the second line the whole year, now on your third line, and it just throws everything a little off. Some guys that penalty killed, then don't penalty kill because you brought in the new yeah. boys. And it's just weird, but uh, that's what happened in Denmark. They'd bring the guys in at the deadline and yeah. then you play playoffs together. But then the other teams, like the, back then, it was like the Copenhagen teams didn't have money. So they would play like with like basically no imports like the whole year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure on uh, on how many of the the lowering teams or the lower budget teams in this league have got. But I think I think the all the teams seem to average five or six. Yeah. So the only guy, the only name I knew on your roster, which I can't really remember how he played, but I remembered the last name, is Rehus was in Herning when we beat the Brandy, finals yeah. in yeah. in Denmark. He was playing for Herning, so that's the only guy yeah. I knew. Yeah. Um, what's is he a left little left handed shot forward? Uh, yes. Yeah. Thought so. Okay. He actually got me. It was my first shot of my first training session. It hit me right in the collarbone and split me straight open. Oh. Thought I was going to need a stitch, but I just needed a little, a uh, couple of little strips to pin it together. Well, uh, that's actually one of my questions for you that I had kind of jotted down in my head is uh, when you were in Cardiff, you were basically like the starter. You knew that going into the season. You knew you were going to play basically every game. Um, how? different is it when like I looked up the other dude he was basically been a starter in that league too every year so um what's it like when there's two starters on a team and you got to basically like be battling all the time it's not as fun it's, as just being the guy is it yeah it's just uh it's, it's a lot hard, it's really hard work to be fair yeah obviously uh, you're out trying to outwork each other trying to outplay each other um and you know that if you if you mess up in a game you're not, you're not going to be in for a little while especially if the other one takes uh takes a range and plays well um yeah so, so it's tough i mean you're, you're backing up more games than what you're used to i've only actually started five so far out of 15 uh the, the last game i played we conceded four in the first period we just said we, we didn't really get off the bus and then he's um he's been on a bit of a run since then so I'll, you just got to kind of sit back and keep working try and uh be there for him as well because it's it's, it's it's pretty good because i do have a good relationship with him and it's not like you're you're trying uh you hoping that each of us is bad, you're, you're working hard, you're competing, but you hope that each of us do well. So we have a good little relationship uh, and it's just a case of waiting. And uh, once I get my chance again, I've got to make sure I run with it. And, uh, you know, and I've talked to other guys about this lately is like the different days there are in, as a hockey player, there's great days, there's bad days. There's, yeah. there's weeks at a time where it just sucks. And then there's weeks at a time where you're so hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, definitely like that when there's two stars on the team. I mean, we could have had two stars in Cardiff. I, I know, obviously, Lordo just just trusted his guys, and obviously, I was lucky enough to be one that he trusted uh, when we had Merds there. Um, but no, it's it's definitely a different dynamic. It's definitely harder, but um, at the same time, it's, it's fun because you you just compete and you're getting better every day. So, so it's good. Yeah, no, that's for sure, and it's good you got a good relationship with the dude. And I like competing. I I don't. It, be exhausting though like every practice and then every game feel like you're fighting to get back yeah. and get the opportunity but i'm sure you'll be ready to rock and when you said like you have a good relationship with the guy i'm like well bouncy i've never seen you have a bad relationship with a teammate <laughs> so it'd be weird for you to start now 
<laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's like, say, it's, I, I said when we first came here, just with a, with a goalie coach, as long as you know where you stand, that, that's all you want. You want him to be honest. You want the, the coaches to be honest. And I think that's what I struggled with last year in Graz. There wasn't a lot of honesty, let's just put it that way. And um, that kind of opened my eyes because you came from a club that treated you so well, that did it, did everything for you. Uh, and, and they just made sure that the players had nothing to worry about. And they were honest. If you, if you played crap, they'd tell you that you played crap. If you yeah. played good, um, I know Lodo didn't always like to tell you that you played good because he wants to keep you grounded, but you, you knew about it. And um, it, you knew exactly where you stood. Whereas last season in Graz, um, there, were, there were a few things back and forth. And then in the exit meetings, apparently it were someone else pulling the strings and blah, blah, blah. And you just, there, there wasn't a lot of honesty. Um, there, and you never knew where you stood. There's some but, strange stuff that goes on when yeah. you get into mainland Europe. Um, and then again, probably on other teams in the UK, but who knows, right? Because I never played there. But like in in Europe, like, I mean, I don't like to bring up bad stuff about teams, but like there were teams where I didn't get paid for months at a time. And then yeah. like, say the first team I ever played over there, we go to the finals and they have they have they have bonuses in our contracts to make it to the finals and whatnot and like and then you finally make it there they didn't think you actually were going to and all of a sudden <laughs> they owe a lot of money to the players and uh, and then all of a sudden like they can't pay you until the next season in cash and you're like well that was like six months ago you should have paid me this but yeah anyway strange stuff happens over there right yeah it is, it's definitely a different dynamic and like you said there, there could be stuff like that that happens in the uk you just I don't know if you turn a blind eye to it or you're, um, you just don't hear about it as much now. I know that it used to happen, but um, yeah, obviously we, we were, we were spoiled in Cardiff. Yeah, no, I, yeah. We, I say enough about that. Moving on. Okay. I wanted to know what a Slovak training camp was like. It was, you know, it, it, it was tough, but it wasn't, horrendous um wasn't like some of the things i've heard about over there no no it's not like people people think that it's all old school and uh, slightly more like like a russian kind of style but it, it's not the they're all up to date it's it's really like it's really good it's fast paced it's hard i mean there were some days where we'd be on two a day but not every day uh we'd really? train yeah monday wednesday friday we would would train once uh tuesday and thursday we'd be training twice uh and then we, we got saturday sunday off so Stop. you'd work, yeah. So you'd work dead hard all, all week, and then you get two days off. Yeah, back when I was in Germany, we were Monday to Thursday, but we were three days, yeah. <laughs> and then Thursday, <laughs> Thursday to Sunday, she was go time, <laughs> not on the track though. <laughs> the the um, weirdest one, the weirdest one's been uh, this last week. So obviously, we had, it's the first ever time I've had an international break. So uh, that's we, what we, I, I got that written down here because those were yeah. literally as a hockey player in Europe. Those were my favorite weeks of yeah. of it because you could literally do anything you wanted for a week and you're already in Europe, so you could travel and it doesn't cost a lot. I went to some great places. Where did you go? I saw some pictures well, of you with blue steel looking at the camera. <laughs> what was that thing in the background, that big gold dome or whatever? There was uh, That was um, the, the presidential building. Uh, I think it was a parliament building in Budapest. We were, so basically, oh, Budapest. yeah, the original schedule we were supposed to have – uh, we're supposed to play Friday, Sunday, and then we're supposed to have Monday, Tuesday, and come back Wednesday for training. So we'd booked to go uh, Sunday straight after the game, stay Monday, and come back Tuesday evening. And the game on Sunday got cancelled because uh, Bansko went down with a couple of COVID cases. So the the schedule changed so that we had um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but we we're back training Tuesday. 
So we had to like rejig what we'd booked and, and then add an extra hotel in. But then we did have to come back and train Tuesday through to um, Friday. Got some, uh, got Saturday off and trained again last night. Yeah, I remember like my first year over there, there was still the November break, which was always right at my birthday, which was always fun. We'd get to do a vacation right around <laughs> that. But then uh, the other one, there would be another one in February and you'd get like two weeks off during the season. Oh. The, my first year, we went to Prague in November. And that's when we like got engaged, very romantic. And then February, my buddies from home came over and we all went skiing. And like, you're just not a hockey player for like four days yeah. in Europe. It's, it's, awesome. it's just nice to switch off. It's so oh, good to also switch off. You need it. But do you know what's the craziest thing is? I knew that we had one in um, November and February, but we actually have another one in two weeks. Why? In December. So there's a, there's a second international break in December. I think it's the 12th to the 20th. But I think I believe, yeah, we might have like eight games in 16 days and then it's like eight days, well, without games, but we'll be training for probably five of those at least. Did you say you have eight games in 16 days? That's what someone said earlier. I haven't checked the schedule, but well, then you'll be you'll be getting your opportunity again soon. And that's what I hope for. Then it's then it's time to run amok, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's what you do. That's how it works in hockey. It's like when you get taken off the power play and you like you'd be sitting on the bench going, these mother effort taking me off the power play and then when you finally get back out there it's go time right or you're back yeah. on the bench that's yeah. how you gotta do it i remember it it's pretty intense living as a hockey player i remember those days <laughs> it's a lot more laid back being a podcaster <laughs> okay moving on um uh oh that's my question because i'm now a, a coach um, and I don't really know how to coach goalies. So what does a goalie coach do with you for 30 minutes before practice? Yeah, um, he just runs through a lot of habits. He obviously, uh, the preseason training camp, it was all set in like foundations, uh, some, a couple of new movements that he wanted to bring into both our games and stuff like that. And then build on what we already have. And now it's new a case movements? of like, what? Yeah, like, like new little techniques. It might be, um, I don't know. It might be rather than like Last season, I changed from I don't really T push anymore, which for people that don't know what T push is, you kind of put your feet into a T position and, and push and, across. And then that goes, then you slide across. Yes, yeah, so on your feet still. So I won't T so push. What are the other options than a T push? Well, I'll shuffle everywhere now. So I use a lot of backside pushes of and stuff. Yeah. It's less is more. Less is more. So there's so, more movement. There's more movement in a T push when you break it down. And you don't need to move um, as far. Whereas a shuffle, uh, shuffle, you're always square. You're, and you're already shot for the, uh, you're ready and set for the shot. And this so it was a case of, for me, he, no, this was last year. So this year he wanted to bring in a bit, a bit more of the T-push, but not too much. And I think that he also brought in more shuffles for Mikal, the other goalie. So it kind of switches for both of you. It's not always the same for both of you. It and then now it's a lot of, yeah, I got you. it's yeah, a lot of fine tuning now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And now it's fine tuning. Like uh, we we work a lot on the RVH technique, which is a certain position you go down in on your post and like pushing out of it and blocking and when to react and stuff like that. So it's now we're in the season, it's fine tuning. Yeah. Reverse. Um, reverse vertical horizontal. It's called. <laughs> the only other reverse <laughs> I've heard was different than that. <laughs> One of Deesa's favorite things. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I don't know what that means. I mean that that sounds to me like you're hugging the post and you're ready to go across the net or what? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, the, the how to hug the net, eh? Yeah, I need a little a tutorial. 
I don't have a, a real goalie coach, so maybe I'll need some pointers <laughs> from you here. I'll send you some pictures of it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Because, <clears throat> yeah, that's one part of coaching I don't know anything about. We're going to have to delegate that part. <laughs> um, what's your barn like where you play? It's good. Really good. It seats about, I think it's 6,100. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, and it has a big standing section and it's, the atmosphere is crazy. It's, it's really good, really loud. It's all game. It just keeps singing whether you're down or whether you're uh, up. I think, I do think that the chants change when you're down and they're, they're not as nice, but they still keep chanting. I, it doesn't bother me because I can't understand it. So if they're telling me I'm rubbish, I can't really, uh, understand so the, it. Yeah. The fans nice. will chant bad things or good things, depending how you play. But like, is I it when they're chanting bad things, is it like up tempo or are they like whistling at you? No, no, it's, it's up tempo. Um, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's more like, come on, stop, stop playing better kind of thing. But it's almost what, like they're chirping you, kind of like we chirp each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But, uh, but no, it's good. They have um, One thing that is quite cool is when you score, they have, obviously in Europe, they always have the flags that people wave. We don't tend to have those too much, but um, they have this one massive flag that's on the back window. And every time the score, it comes down the standing section. Everyone's underneath it, like uh, underneath the flag. Yeah, underneath the flag, it just takes up the full standing section, which is pretty so they cool. can't see the ice at all after they score. <laughs> no, <laughs> so the standing section underneath there. Jade was actually up there uh, with some of the girlfriends just experiencing it, and one of the fans fell down the stands uh, up in the top while this flag was going across. So I think he was in a bit of in a bit of pain after that because that's a big <laughs> fall as well oh man yeah it's crazy and then they uh they have the one where they they get the torches out like they're doing a lot of rinks now that's pretty cool at the end of the game and you can just see everyone either side of you with all these torches are, are you and guys the, almost um, selling out no because we we're still under covid rules right but it's still um like it, it's good it, it's just nice to have fans and because they're loud it, it feels like there's more in there and they'll they'll do a chant where uh the Standing section shout Duclair and then the far side will shout trenching back at him and it just goes back and forth for oh, be 30, 40 seconds and it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, the fans in Europe make hockey so much more fun, um, especially when you've grown up like in Canada and you've never seen fans like that for anything. It's really can get the heart pumping, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think even compared to like Brits back at home, I think Brits are a bit too proud sometimes to make noise when the team's losing to rather sit there and like oh he's terrible he's terrible what's happening here this is boring we're not winning well they just get negative just, and the critical just get is, negative yeah. they don't really they don't really cheer anymore they just kind of no. stop cheering and just get angry right <laughs> and then and then it's the same like if you're up five six nil it's it's like they almost get bored and like all right there's no point cheering now but I think uh sometimes we've got to take a bit more of a European attitude in Britain it's like you're paying for you're paying to watch a game you're paying to enjoy it so just go and enjoy it well like, get up and cheer have like, some fun. It's less like in the UK, I think, in especially in North America, like everybody's so worried about what everybody thinks of them. And like yeah. the fans go to the game and they won't let their hair down. They won't really cheer. They won't really clap yeah. because they're like, oh, look at that guy over there. Look at how hard yeah. he's cheering. What's his problem? Where over like in Germany or I guess Slovakia, like, hey, let's rip our tops off, drink some glue vine, yeah. like wave a flag. I've seen a, right? I've seen a couple of topless fans, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they'll do it like where it's open arena, right? And it's the middle of winter and they're still talking, yeah. drinking hot wine. That That's just <laughs> commitment to the team, win or lose, right? It's just like one big party, to be fair. I mean, we actually played Nitra a few weeks ago, which is like a bit of a, they're one of the top teams at the minute. And I think it's, I believe it's called Nitra. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
my my mum was here at the time and her and Jade walked home and they said that there was police outside with, with uh, big guns and like police dogs and everything. So it just shows you the difference and obviously what can happen if it goes wrong over here though. Well, and I, I remember when Beatingheim would play Hellbrot and they were like, we were second league teams, but both were good teams. There were SWAT police. There were people that I heard of like, like actual like fights, like fan yeah. club fights outside of the arena where like one fan club was suspended from the arena for a year. <laughs> and like, Jesus. yeah, and they have flares and they have all this stuff. And like, man, it, it can get real crazy, especially yeah. um, the team that loses or wins. And then like the fans get real into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's fun though. It's fun to play. It's funny. Especially when the fans are going at each other as well. It's, it's, um, it just gets, just gets mental. It makes hockey more fun. Definitely yeah. makes it more fun to the crazier, the fans, the more fun it is, but yeah, let's keep the negativity to ourselves, folks. I don't like it. <laughs> don't like negativity. It's a positive thing. We're bringing the hockey world together, not pulling it apart folks. Right. <laughs> um, Bouncy, you're a lot skinnier than when I played with you. What's Slovak food like? Not very good, or what's going on over there? <laughs> no, it's good. It's it's it's, uh, it's really cheap to live here. To be fair, it's um, we we get the, actually the the pre-game meal we get here is three course meal. We get um like a chicken broth with uh, noodles in the bottom. So like chicken uh, and noodle soup, basically. Yeah, chicken noodle soup, basically, and then uh, the main course you have either chicken pasta, which is it comes in like a white green sauce, or you can have chicken thigh and rice or chicken breast and rice. So there are your three options for the main, and then the dessert is a pancake. Pancake. But, yeah, and that's a pre-game meal for you at one of the restaurants in town. <laughs> Basically, every game, that's what you're eating. Every every game, every home no game. No substitutes. It's pancakes oh. or bust. <laughs> it's, as long as they're good, that's all it matters. Okay. The, well. food, the food's spot on. It's uh, they, they do like the goulash. They're, they're really into the soups, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of. There's not a lot of. Um, Let's say like spices in the in the traditional Slovak food. You know, like when you go to an Indian, it's all spices and stuff like that. There's, this is more hearty soups and stuff. Yeah, there's the soups. There's a lot of beef and mash and potatoes and stuff like that. I mean, they love the pizzas here. Um, yeah, so it's it's good and it's it's cheap. To, I mean, the, there's a pub by us that's does really good food, and you can go and you have um, you have a starter, which we usually get like a tomato soup, and then you got a choice of mains, and it's like five euros for two courses. Oh, that yeah, it's, no, it's that's cheaper, that's cheaper than eating at home sometimes. Well, and like getting to go out to eat at restaurants in Europe, like, and they're like, there's every restaurant's like a little different, right? Like, it's not yeah. like here in the U.S. and Canada, like they're all chains, they're all Subway or yeah, like yeah. bullshit. That's all the exact same. Every restaurant you go to tastes the exact same. You go to Europe and like every building's different. Like the yeah. way they cook is a little different. Like every the different vibes or atmospheres in the restaurants right that that's what i love about being in europe the same when we went to like in the city in grads obviously everything was still closed then but there's so much character in the city so much character in the towns and here they tend to put a lot of money into the into the town centers and like you go into trench in town it's it, the vibe is just in the summer it was really like it, it was still relaxed and chill but it was busy because everyone's outside on the streets eating drinking whatever uh, especially on a friday and a saturday night and then obviously now people have moved inside, but it's still dead chilled. And I mean, you'll, you're going to like the coffee as well is, is great. Like the coffee shops are always awesome. There's like a million coffee shops and everyone is really good. And like, you can sit there on one side, you got the blue skies, the castle in the background. It's, it's really good. And, um, they'll have patio eaters out and fleecy blankets. So you can still sit outside in the winter as well. If you've got the dogs or whatever. 
And you so got the heaters uh, out there too, right? With, yeah, the patio heaters. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really I good. I love that really shit. Yeah. yeah, I was sitting outside and eating food and drinking coffees yeah. or whatever. Like it really is. Like I, it's so much better than being indoors and like yeah. watch watching people walk by and get the people watch all day. That, yeah. was the, I, that was my favorite part of living in Europe. Probably was sitting outside <laughs> on the main streets and uh, like sitting with people, eating a meal, well, and people watching. One of right? Jid's one of Jid's favorite places is a little crepe shop. Just crepes oh, yeah. and uh, and ice creams and stuff like that. And for, the English, and for the English, for the English listeners, pancakes. that's crepes, yeah. folks. Crepes, crepes. <laughs> crepes. <laughs> so we'll sit in the shop and like we'll sit outside and she'll have a pancake or whatever. And oh, I'll have a pancake as well. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, we'll sit there and you can just see the whole main street. And you just sit and people watch. You it's, seem it's like awesome. you seem like a strawberry Nutella type of a guy. I'm more banana and Nutella, but the one that Jade has on does have um, it has like smarties and strawberries and Nutella, and it's it's unreal. Yeah. Oh, and a bit of vanilla ice cream with it. See, I'm not really a dessert guy. I like more like the like the the crepes that are like a like a full meal in her. You know, yeah. like oh, Jade used to be uh, yeah, Jade used to be a bit more savory. Yeah, she used to like savory pancakes. Yeah, no, but there's difference between crepes and pancakes, Bouncy. Don't get them confused. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having pancakes or crepes after your pregame meal? I think you should be having crepes, a little thinner, eh? Crepes, yeah, yeah, crepes. You're going to be able to get up and down better in the games with a crepe <laughs> than a pancake. <laughs> That's why I only have three quarters of it if I'm playing. Full one if I'm not. Three um, quarters if I'm playing. Is your coach um, Slovakian too then? The goalie coach was. The head coach probably is too then. Yeah, they're, they're, all, um, they're all Slovak. Um, the, the head coach is actually the assistant coach for the Slovak national team. Oh, okay. Um, and the goalie is also Slovak, the other goalie? Yeah, Mikhail Slovak. And did he also play on the national team at all? Uh, I'm not actually 100% sure. I'd have to check his elite prospects. But, but they probably um, have a deep history is all I'm yeah. trying to get at. Just yeah. Just seeing here. <laughs> just asking around. Just trying to feel out the vibe here. Um, okay. Next question. Let's figure out what's your apartment like. I see Winnie the Pooh in the back. But like, it's actually it looks, really good. It looks exactly like a lot of the apartments in Europe that I lived in. A lot of IKEA furniture. <laughs> um, John, there's not there's not as much IKEA furniture as what I expected. Like last year, you went into Graz and it like it was nice, uh, but it was all white and grey. Whereas this has got a bit more colour to it. It's more of a wooden touch to the to the furniture. But um, no, it's it's actually probably one of the best, if not the best, apartment we've had. Really? there's so much room there's so much storage it's it's really cool and i always ask for a second bedroom just for when family are coming over so they don't have to pay for hotels yeah um and we the, i mean this one that i mean is actually really big but it's just got a single bed in so we had to buy a, a separate bed for when family come over but yeah i didn't ask for, for a double bed in my contract so they give me everything i asked for and it's uh yeah we can't complain it's it's, it's nice well that's good um so what is your, your team's budget like? Are they like the top, top end? Or are you guys like top five? Or where are you at budget-wise? Um, honestly, I'm not 100% sure. We're not in the... I think that we're definitely a top five, six team. Either we, we had a bad start. But I don't think we're the budget is anywhere near like a Slovan Bratislava. Uh, oh, Mikulosi. Oh, Slovan Bratislava. So they're oh. our big rivals. But they're the, they used to be in the KHL. They used to be um, there in your league now. I was going to ask yeah, how far away Bratislava is because that's a cool it's only city. yeah it's only about one hour. We've been there three times already. Just I mean we're only there this, this on when was it Friday? I think we went for a Friday game or for fun. No, that well, that was just for fun. That one I was just yeah. go shopping for a little bit, walk around, get away from the apartment for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, those they, are the fun days in Europe. You get to go check yeah. out new cities and just 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 take a day, right? 
to be fair to uh, to Slove and the team, obviously their arena is massive. It's, it's really cool, but the actual game night experience it's one of the best I've ever yeah I've ever seen. Like it's it's really cool. It's it's really, it's like being in an NHL uh, venue. Cool. Oh uh, yeah. So the, how big of a rink's that one then? Is it bigger than yours? Uh, yeah, I think that. Well, actually, I don't know the exact, but I guess I'd probably think it's about ten thousand. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all the, the big jumbotrons with the extra um, ring around the top as well that runs all around the the stadium with all the with the screens on so you can see oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Hey, I, what are those things called? Those are cool. I know yeah, what you're talking about. It's legit. Yeah, well, it sounds legit. Um, okay, next question then is um, every country I played in, has a different culture, different feel in like the locker room too, like with the, the players, like how different of a locker room culture change is it from the UK or Graz to Slovakia? And the music's probably, let me guess, club music. Uh, the music's actually, yeah, no, it's not too bad. Techno actually, the music, bullshit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's all, uh, it's a lot of Slovak stuff here. There's not the a lot of like is- British music. The, the one in Austria was, um, there was a lot of kind of, more club music, but they did use do a lot of English music in Austria. But what I'd say is, you know how crazy our rooms were in Cardiff. They're, they're kind of one-offs. Um, the Graz dressing room were definitely a lot different to a Cardiff one. Uh, but here, the, it, it is. It does feel more like a like a British vibe sometimes. Everyone gets on, everyone's joking, everyone's laughing. So it's it's a it's a good it's a really good group of guys, and it's a lot more like what I'm used to in Cardiff. Whereas Graz was a bit more quiet, a bit more like distance with each other and, uh, and just a bit being more, pros. Yeah. 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 Just not really. Become I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say like, yeah, this, this is more of a family feel. Whereas that was more of an individual feel. I think last year. And, uh, it's, it's like, even when the, the Slovaks start speaking Slovakian to each other, if you're around, they'll stop and start speaking English or they'll tell you what they've just said, just so you know that they're not talking. Whereas last year was a lot of German in the room and, they, they kind of sit with a back steer or whatever and, and stuff like that at times. I mean, there were a lot of nice people on that team. It's, it's not like it's a, it was a bad one, but it was more, yeah, a lot more individual and not as like family, yeah, not as much of a family group feel as what I'm used to. Yeah. But I think that's just the way of life over there. It's, it's not as close knit as what it is here or back well, in it, the UK. It all, a lot of it too, just, just depends on the people you recruit as players and people like, yeah. uh, when I was in Landsuit, man, the guys on that team were, they were, they were awesome. And it was a family vibe. And then I yeah. went to beating and the first year was like that. And then all of our older vets that made it that way, that made it a family vibe, they were all leaving. And we got all these young guys that just, some of them didn't get it. Right. And then once yeah. you get a few that don't get it, then it just, just goes through the team. Exactly. Yeah. It only takes one bad egg and then it's, right. it's gone through. They can then they can pull a couple more into yeah. their batch of eggs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh well that's cool to hear that that's what it's like. Um and, you know, and it means a lot when though like there's like the Germans switching over to speak English with me, right? And uh yeah, it's nice when they do that and include you because yeah, when you move over there, like for yourself. You didn't know anybody going there, right? No, exactly. No, no, no one. Obviously, in Graz and UD, so that helped. Um, here, you don't know anyone. At least you had last year with Dees for your first year away, right? At least yeah. you knew someone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Dees, uh, Dees, Dees, were, Dees were huge for me last year. Can't, can't say enough nice things about Dees. It was, uh, 
as as weird as he is sometimes, and past, oh, the, yeah. like, past the line that he is, is, uh, is is one of the best guys you, you can ever meet. He's uh, some of his jokes are so far past the line. He doesn't even know where yeah. the line is, but um, <laughs> wouldn't trade him for anything, and he wouldn't do anything for us, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, what was I gonna say? I got sidetracked again. Um, shoot, talking about Deese, I got sidetracked. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, so one of the reasons I thought to bring you back on was obviously the bouncy wave when I saw that memory. And then, you know, when I get chit-chatting around here and I'm pretty much like an agent now in Europe, um, there are some guys telling me a rumor that you were going back domestic, that there was rumors you were heading back home this year. That's not true. You're, you're not going back. And I knew that, right? Is that no? No, we wanted to be in Slovakia. Yeah. Obviously, it was, uh, it did, I mean, it did cross my mind. We did talk about it. I mean, we, we didn't have the best experience last year, but I think uh, a lot of that had to do with COVID, obviously my injury, and it just kind of spoils the year. So it, and it was, there were, there were points, obviously you're coming back, you're changing your game and um, you, you're not enjoying it as much and you, and you think, is it worth it? Is it worth still still pushing it? Is it worth still testing yourself? Is it worth um, is it worth doing it? And then there's even, even times, I mean, in the Elite Series, I mean, we're making so many changes and we knew it was right, but the, the hockey was a little bit different. It was a little bit slower and you're conceding goals that you're, you're not used to conceding. And you, you think to yourself, have I still got it? Like the things that happened last season make you think, well, am I as good as what I think I am? Or am I as good as what I used to be? And then obviously the, the World Championships happened. And I think a lot of the talk with maybe coming back uh, to the UK League and the domestic league was probably during um, GB's training camp. And then once we got out to Riga, and started playing and then you realize yeah i'm better than what i ever have have been uh you're like i've definitely still got it i'm better than what i was before i move better uh, all the changes start to happen then you start enjoying it and you realize why you love playing that european style of hockey and you realize why you why you love pushing yourself and that's when it flicked back to right let's let's get a job in europe again yeah no, I, give it, it one was, more try it's so much fun for me when i'm at home and i turn on tsn or something and there's bouncy making some ridiculous save on patrick kane or whoever else and i'm like that's really cool um and oh i, I and then i didn't you guys didn't you have a really good game against slovakia or yeah i i actually conceded my first shot um and and then turned it on after that I'm like right enough enough let's go yeah uh, i was actually rattled i didn't get to start the first game against russia because that was my 50th cap but um yeah, like Jackson had such a good um, elite league series. I think it, it made sense to, to start him and you're thinking, right, I've done all this for GB. Yeah, you, you know what you're like. You're, you're not mad at the decision or anything. You just rattle because you want it for yourself. You put all that effort in, you know that you're better. And I'm like, right, let, let's go. And the first shot went in. I'm like, right, enough's enough. Let's go here. And I think we lost 2-1. Uh, we tied it up at one point and then we gave we turned it over on our blue line pretty much. And I think they got a three-on-one break, if I remember right. And the guy shelved it, but um, yeah, I had I had a good game against them. I made some pretty good saves, and I think there was a clip of the linesman uh, who said, "Get this guy a contract," which I, I had no idea about. And then everyone just started going crazy about it in the interviews at the, after the game. So, I yeah, had, so, yeah, man, so it was a good game for me. I'm trying to remember because I didn't have time to like re-listen to our first episode. But when we talked, was it not like in between Gratz and starting the Elite Series? 
Yeah, I think uh, the elite league. I don't know if the elite series had just started or if we were just starting to train. You had just been drafted first overall, I think, to Nottingham, yeah. and Deuce had made the trade to get take yeah. you first overall. But then you ended up winning it, eh? Yeah, we we won it in uh, in the final. It were, we won it two straight games. I think it were best of three, but won two 0 against Sheffield. Wow, that is, winning is fun, isn't it? Yeah, that that again. It, like I said, when you you struggle a little bit, and then it, it comes back, and you you win in a final. Like, yeah, that's that's why I do it. And even though it was only like, um, I can remember we we did an interview, and like Jade still takes a, the Mickey out of me for it because I actually started crying a little. Well, I didn't cry, cry, but it started welling up a little bit because. I've never the season cried we'd on gone, here yeah. <laughs> the, the season we'd gone through and then they interviewed me after and it, you're just like, well, it's kind of a bit of redemption for everything that's happened. I hear and you. it was only a little COVID cup kind of thing. Yeah, but winning is winning. It doesn't, matter winning. If it's, doesn't matter if it's U11 tournament in yeah. November at the start of the season. Like winning something's winning something and you yeah, beat exactly. other teams, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's really cool. And like for your intro... It's like, I, I didn't even know where to start. So I just picked the devil's years for this time. Cause I'm sure you'll come back on and we'll catch up wherever um, this season takes you. And, um, and uh, hopefully you're back in the net here in those eight games in 16 days. And then you just run amok and then we'll see where you end up next time. Maybe you're back there. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Well, you never know. It's that, like, see, it's, it's such it's a fun, weird it's life, it's it? such a good lifestyle, such a good lifestyle. And it's like you say, like there's there's down bits and then there's up bits, and the lows always seem so low, and the highs, the highs seem crazy so high. high. Yeah. yeah, and it's as as soon as you as soon as you have a high, you forget about everything else. You forget well, about all those. It's like when you're a goal scorer and you go like three games uh, without scoring, and like for yeah. me, it was like when Colby was little, and like your job is to score goals in Europe, and uh, then you go a few games and you get so stressed out, and you're like, if I don't start scoring, like how am I going to support my family? What am I? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden you score a few goals or you get like a four goal game. And then all of a sudden you're just the king of the mountain, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a weird life. That's, I don't know if you'd remember this, but when I came to Cardiff, my big thing I always said was don't get too high. Don't get too low. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I've been living that way a long time. <laughs> it's tough though, isn't it? It's tough, especially like you say, I mean, you had, you had your family where you got the mortgage back at home and all the bills to pay. It's like, well, you don't play well you're going to get fired i'm going to lose my job i'm going to lose all this money whatever and i suppose that's the that's the only nice thing about the the german and the austrian league you're guaranteed contracts so if they fire you they have to pay you yeah that, that's um, a nice feeling instead of the two yeah manager. so yeah <laughs> so that, um, that's what that's one thing i miss about the austrian league but it, yeah you're you're never open to get fired so it's um, never your plan so speaking of the world championships because i didn't shouldn't just graze over that because i have a whole bunch written down here but um so did you you said you that Jackson played one of the games, or is that the Elite Series? Or did you uh, Jackson, play Jackson? No, not this year. I played Canada the year before. Canada went in that group, so I Jackson played Russia in the first game. Uh, like I said, that was my fiftieth cap, so it would have been nice to start to that right. I'm gonna make sure I start the next few games. So I started um, Slovakia, Denmark, Belarus, and then Sweden. And then Jackson started the Czech Republic game, and I finished against Switzerland. Okay. Um, the Sweden was pretty cool this year. Yeah, cool there be so any memorable players? Who were the players you remember from this tournament that you like? Because you know when you play against guys that are just like way better than you. At least I remember yeah. it. And you're like, whoa, that guy's way better than me. There were there were a few of the Russians watching them from the bench. I was like, even though I rattled about not starting, I'm like, I'm kind of glad I'm not starting because they're just, just thinking it about just yeah. huge guys, fast skill. 
the the Czechs had also when I was on the bench for the Czech game, they had two NHLs that played for I think it was San Jose. I can't remember the names, and they were just like a class above everyone. It was it was ridiculous. And when we played Belarus, they had um, I can't remember his name now. He played for New Jersey, and he must have had twenty shots on in that game. And the last the last minute, uh, last even two minutes, we were up by one, and they pulled the goalie, and he must have had probably three or four shots in this last minute. And one of them, I can remember hitting the post. And I think, thank God for that. But <laughs> yeah, he, he was another one. Um, yeah, Denmark, they had, um, again, I can't remember his name, Big D-Man. And he just kept throwing bombs from the blue line. He's thinking, God, enough already. Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, the, I think the, the, the games in uh, Kishitsa in Slovakia in 2019, we played a lot more NHLs because we had like USA, Canada, Slovakia were obviously at home, so they brought some big guns back, like Thomas Tatar. Uh, is it Czernik in Tampa Bay? Uh, the D-man, they had him there. So they, they, there's a lot of big names in that in that group. Yeah, well, that would be... so did you win any of the games? Because you guys didn't get relegated. No, so the the first year obviously would beat France in the famous game. I, I remember um, that one. Yeah, and then this year there was no relegation because it was COVID, so there was no tournaments took place underneath. But we beat Belarus and we got a point against Denmark. So we, we came, what is it, uh, seventh out of eight. So we would have avoided relegation again. Okay. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. Now you guys are there and I see you and Richie and all yeah. the fellas like um, <laughs> Ben O'Connor, all these guys that have came on the pod and uh, Jono. Like, it's so cool for me to watch you guys play. Um, I'm a way bigger fan of your team than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a really cool dynamic though with GB because you, like you said, like you mentioned then, like Jono, they want to have Steelers are our biggest rivals and even like shed, Sheds when he used to play that Holland Shields or Garside, like they're in Belfast. You're, you're battling with them all year. Like you hate each other when you're playing against each other and you come to GB and it's just the biggest family ever. It's, it's, it's awesome. I've seen you guys. I know what you guys are like and you guys really do like love each other. And yeah. uh, to like to bring up my team, it's a lot like my U11 team and the way these kids have came together. It actually yeah. reminds me of the GB team because like, so our game yesterday, like, so we started 0-3 and then we rattle off like five in a row, right? And then we're going to the game yesterday. And when we get to the rink, you could just see like when the kids show up, they just think it's like their birthday party. Like they're having that much fun that they were just like, they had lost their marbles and uh, they weren't ready to play because they were too busy having fun. And they thought they were just going to throw their shit on and win because they've been winning and they were hot. Well, then they weren't ready to play. And then we end up blowing it, but it was really like, we got a lot of bad breaks. We were having them going off our, our skate and in the net. And it was yeah. because we weren't ready to play. It's the hockey gods. They, they support the teams that are ready to go and work harder yeah. than the other team. And that's what happened to our U11 team. But the way those kids are, they're literally like seeing the GB guys all together. And that's what it actually reminds me of. And yeah. it's really cool to see, but I thought it was actually kind of good for us to lose the game, get us, you know, grounded again. Yeah. Or you you never really learn from winning because you win everything's everything's fine everyone's happy it was like yeah we won what as soon as you lose that's when you learn it's, actually, it's always it's good the, sometimes it's, it's good to lose it's the same in the real world though like if if everything goes great every project then you don't really think to change anything but as soon as like you see where things could improve wrong. you gotta yeah. you gotta improve those things so it doesn't happen next time right it's it's never nice to lose but it's, sometimes it's good yeah and that's what happened to us so. Stick with it, fellas. Thursday, back on the horse, right, Bouncy? <laughs> That's what you got to do every time, back on the horse. So uh, when do you guys play again? Uh, Wednesday. And so when would you find out if you're playing or not? 
uh, Tuesday, well, tomorrow after practice. No, what what is it today? Is it Monday today? Yeah, so tomorrow after practice, Tuesday. I forgot the days now. Yeah, I don't feel but yeah, it. Yeah, Tuesday. It's then. always um, <laughs> at the end of pra- at the end of practice uh, before a game. You find out if you're playing. Right. Okay, that's pretty normal. Then you can go to sleep knowing what's yeah. up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, uh, the only other thing I got about the World Championships that I need to bring up is that Liam Kirk fella. Eh? He had quite yeah. a run there. He had an unbelievable championships. Everything just is, is a good is a great player anyway. But I mean, everything went right for him. I mean, even even the, the the Swedish game. I mean, he, he chucks the pass across to Brendan Connolly and comes trip. Well, yeah, I don't think he trips. Obviously, we, we all know what Connolly is like, and he takes out the goalie. The puck goes in, and then the goal gets given. So it was little things like that. But Kirky was just in the right spot, at the right time every 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 game. It would make him play. So you just. It was just like a different player this year. He's really kind of really grown, really um, started to learn matured. his own game, I think. Yeah, matured. And he's got a bit more of a, a chip on his shoulder, a bit more arrogance about him now, which is a good thing. Because he's always he's still hum- Yeah, a bit more swagger. He's, he's always humble. He's such a nice kid, Kirk. And I think it, it's good to see him with a bit more of a, a bit more swagger, like you say. And well, I, I want to really- see you with a little more yeah. swagger now, Ben. <laughs> okay. I'll try it for you. I'm because always in I think the player. mental part of the game is the biggest part of it. And uh, like when you're with GB, you show up and you're like, I'm the man and I'm going to stop all yeah. these pucks. Right. And I was the same way when I went to the AHL. I'm like, these guys are too big and too strong. I can't do it. And then when I signed in the second league in Germany, I had no idea what it was like. But my mental state was like, well, it's just a second league in Germany. I'm going to be fine. So then you show up and you play that way and you play with confidence and you play like yeah. you're better than the other guys. And that's, to me, I thought that was the biggest part of hockey is the years I thought I was better than people, I was. And the years I I <laughs> decided I wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it's, it's, it's all mental, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, like, how all the little things, just just how how you hold yourself. I mean, yeah. Lord always used to talk so much crap about body language and mental things, but it, we're all right. I mean, you got to give it to him as, as much of a nightmare as he was and, how much you ground you down at times. You were always right. It was, it was a great coach. And you know, it's, it's probably an even better person uh, away from the ring. So no, um, that's, that's one thing I do love about Lord. It, it, it was honest and you knew where you stood with him. And then once you got him away from hockey, he was an even better person. I, uh, yeah. I just wish you'd flick into that person a few more times sometimes. Because <laughs> he's, um, he's such a good guy. Yeah. His attention to detail. You're right. Like your body language, your like yeah. the way you're behaving he was on all of that i remember him the, making fun the, of the amount <laughs> when the I was amount of times around, he'd go into the rink and like you'd say something that you'd just be in yourself like oh my god here he goes again here he goes again but yeah. he was right every you knew you always knew he was right even at the time but you're just like oh here he, here he goes let's, um switch off for a second the one thing i remember <laughs> making fun of me for was the way i walk around he's like yeah. look at how you walk you're so relaxed he's like you're sticking your barrel out. He's like, suck that in. Walk like you're the man. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I just want to cruise around, man. I'm just walking. Just, just leave me alone, man. And he was like, no, get your shoulders right. Suck your tummy in and walk right. And I'm like, Lord, stop it. I got flip-flops on and I'm cruising. <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever manage to get the mad dog on, if you ever manage to get birds onto a podcast... You should ask me about Lauder's counseling session when he said told me he didn't talk to people enough. So he was trying to teach him how to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories ever. It's only short, but uh, I definitely don't awesome. have that guy on. The guy that went from yeah. backup goalie to equipment manager to oh, uh, backup goalie and equipment manager to 
almost cutting his finger off. <laughs> right? yeah, I yeah, it's honestly, is the best person like you, you can ever meet, really, Mertz. And the stuff that he does is it's just ridiculous. You can write it. I, when I just showed up there for that Wally night and I met him very briefly, like you could just tell he was one of those guys that would do anything for the team, but, anything for his teammates, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, he was an unbelievable goalie as well. Never, I still haven't seen a goalie that moved better than him, technically. He was unbelievable. And then, he, like you say, he was a great goalie, turned into an, like a great kick guy. He has a, just like handmade leather goods now as well. So he's got his own company with that, and now he's full-time kick guy as well. There's just so man I can have a sponsor for that episode. Yeah, and he's Mertz. got loads of terrible, loads of terrible tattoos as well. Oh, geez, that sounds perfect. Yeah. So, Birds, if you want to come on, we'll make your leather. It's like wallets <laughs> and stuff, right? That could yeah, be a sponsor. Lucky foot, lucky foot leather. Yeah, just like uh, Coast to Coast Clothing, folks, and yeah. www. <laughs> Don't forget to buy your raffle ticket and. You can tip the pod, you know, because if you appreciate me getting up at 6 a or 5.30 a.m. today before work to talk with Bouncy, and um, if you appreciate me doing that for you before I go to work, then, hey, slip me five pounds. It's all cool. Or just buy a raffle ticket, whatever you want, right? <laughs> or buy some coast-to-coast clothing. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the travel like in that league? It's probably not that big of a country, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I, th- I think the longest one is Mikulosa, which is where uh, Mark Lewis played last year. He was in Cardiff. Um, is that in Slovakia where he knocked that guy on yeah. cold? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. That yeah. was a big punch. He'd only been here a, a couple of weeks as well. Um, no, that's about four and a half, five hours away. Mm. And the majority of them are probably two, three hours. You're just busting there, playing a bus and home. Yeah, basically, every, touch wood, every time we've played so far, we've been back before midnight, which is unbelievable <laughs> compared to, like, the hours when we used to get in from, like, the, the Nottingham, Sheffield, Manchester trips, and that was bad enough at, like, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. If we ever bust back from Dundee, we'd be getting back at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. It's, like, ruins your day because you're, you're just a write-off. Yeah, and then your kids wake up as soon as you walk in the door, and you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Fudge. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, okay, so then how many games you play in that league? Like 50-ish? Yeah, I think it's 50, and then you go into the playoffs. Best of sevens? Yes, I think the I think the top six it is. Uh, top, no, maybe top five. Top, no, it might be top six. Qualify automatically for the playoffs. And then the next four teams fight for the last two places, and they have a best of three, I believe. And then it goes into um, best of sevens. Well, I know the guy that I won the gold helmet with, um, Dan Seaman. He won the Slovak championship. First North American ever to win that championship. Oh, and, that uh, was he, a Banska. Yeah, but he just got yeah. let go in Lintz um, when they yeah. had no budget. And they decided yeah. that it'd be better to fire the coach instead of pay for another player. So instead yeah. of pay for another coach with no players. Good idea, yeah. guys. Way to go, Lintz. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think he had a pretty tough one because I, I think Vlak were in a similar position last year as well. Yeah, and he, he, he just he ended up in two spots where they just had no budget. It's it's, it's tough. Like what what's he going to do? Right, and I from what I understood was Vlak when he had chose to go there, the budget situation wasn't what it ended up being. Um, yeah. He signed to be on a good team, and then like when you sign up to be a coach in Europe, you got to know what your budget's going to be because you're either 
are expected to suck. And if you do anything good, they're going to like you. But if you actually do suck, they're going to hate you. Or you can be good or expected to be good. And if you suck, you are out quick, right? Yeah, they, they don't mess around. No, that's all. It is serious shit over there. Okay. Um, the only other thing I got, well, how's the knee holding up? It's good. It's good. It's stronger than ever. It's how it feels stronger than ever. It's, it's really good. Um, Less weight yeah, to it, carry around too. Eh? Yeah, that, that could be a big deal. To, <laughs> a good thing for it. Although last year I lost all that weight and then ended up getting injured. So I'm like, should I put it back on? Because I never got injured. Then. Hey, I know what you mean. I never, <laughs> when, when people made me get skinny, that's when I got hurt. You know? Yeah. 171 pounds that last year in Cardiff, folks. No, it's worth pushing. I'm more comfortable <laughs> cruising around 190. <laughs> well, I, I haven't been weighed for a little while, actually. But I think uh, when, when we came in, I was about, compared to the start of my last season in Cardiff, I mean, I did have a pretty good summer there because we'd, we'd finished so late with the World Championships and then we got married. We had the stag do the honeymoon. Um, you still, I, I could always carry it. It's, it's not. It's never been an issue, but... I came in heavier than what I usually do there. And I think it was about 27 or 28 pounds lighter starting this season than what I was that season. So, Holy moly, that's a lot. Yeah, there's quite a lot, yeah. You must be faster than that now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got told that one of my uh, one of my big strengths, speed, foot speed. I'm like, nice. oh, I've never been told that before. Shuffling and T-pushing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, I had a couple other things. Is um, not not that, not that. Yeah, I was just talking about the different cultures and different teams' cultures, right? Like yeah. each country has their own culture when it comes to ice hockey, but then there's also each team is a different vibe too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, like see, it's, it's even the styles on the ice is different. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you look at like you, you look at the UK league. It's very North American, if you as people like to call it. It's very direct chip and chase there'll be a lot of um a lot of body contact or a lot of body contact a lot of uh, board battles so it's not as fast it's not as fluid you go to uh like the austrian league and it's all east west no board battles not a lot of dumps and then if you possession yeah 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 just never direct and then you come here and it's a lot it's, it's like super fast chaos at times because there's so much skill and they will go east west but if it goes back up to the point, it's getting hammered. And then because it's so fast, everyone's just like racing around. And it's like everything just happens so quick in this league. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's, but it's fun. So when you win, it's so fun because it's just like you've just played a game. It's just fast chaos and managed to win somehow. Um, I remember the only team really I can, that it reminds me of is when we were playing in the Continental Cup with Sundar Yuski. We played the Kazakhstan team yeah, yeah. And man they were so skilled and like you're right though it wasn't really full teamwork on the ice but the yeah. skill was outrageous and then yeah. they would do some plays that you're like huh never would have guessed to do that right <laughs> there's uh i mean everyone has the systems like you do in every league is but here's like everything just happens so quick it's it's really cool it's and, and it's always the one thing i will say as well is um like everything is always hundred percent training everything. And I do really love that kind of culture where everything is just flat out. I mean, it's not always nice when you first, you step on the training in the morning, it's you're a bit, you just want to get into it. And the first shot comes by your ears, bar down and you're like, oh, okay, time to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but right from the start, it's the shooting to score. They're going like past your ears, over your shoulders, by your neck. 
They're, they're not, they're not throwing thing, so. it in your chest or no, at, they're not. They're not chucking it in gloves to get warmed up or anything like that. Is you going in? That's that's why we go on with with the goalie coach for so long before as well. We we get going, we get moving, and then as soon as practice starts, like you're ready to go. Um, well, how, is there big differences between goalie coaches? Because you had the same guy in Cardiff for a long time, and then you go to a new one. Like, how much shit can he change on you? Other than well, it's, it's, um, obviously in Cardiff, we had Bradley with massive help, um, and then in um, Graz, we had a guy called Nisa Landon who was only there. He only ended up coming twice, so he only spent two weeks with us. But he had different theories and stuff like that, and he was part of the Swedish national program. And I think now he works for Spartak Moscow. Uh, in the KHL Nisa, so he's an unbelievable guy. And then uh, with Ewan King at GB again, um, very they, they all all the goalie coaches seem, seem to have very similar like ethos and very similar beliefs, um, and the way that they want to teach and coach. I think they're all on a very similar page, and it's just little differences in maybe their theories or certain plays and the way we break zones down into different segments and different lines, and we have different rules with each goalie coach. And, they want you to play just slightly different. And to, to, the good thing about all the all the goalie coaches I've had is they will never change your game. They will try and teach you new stuff and make adjustments. They just try to enhance but it. Or yeah, and it's basically, I always say, is if you can put an extra tool in your toolbox, it's there for when you need it. You don't have to use it all the time, but the more tools you have, the better it is. You goalies must have a lot of shit going on in your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's why it's so hard sometimes. Well, like for me, when I was playing, if I'm really feeling it, I'm not really thinking, right? I'm just, I'm just seeing yeah. the play as it happens. It's like when you go in on a shootout and if yeah. the forward has already decided what move they're going to do, if the goalie's not giving you that, then why'd you already decide? Like you got to wait to see what's there, it's right? Good. Yeah. You got to feel yeah, exactly. And then we're watching to, to try and see what you guys are doing. Yeah. It's, it's, that, that's what it is. It's, it's so hard. I mean, when you're making changes, it's hard to kind of, play just just freeing a game and getting your little zone and getting to your flow state but um in practice here that yeah that's the 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 thing is here we, we focus on trying to be perfect in practice and then in games just stop the book like i don't care if you end up on your on your back and you save it with your head or you're in a handstand like who cares about technique as long as it doesn't go in that's all they care about in training you're trying to do you're trying to run a few more perfect techniques you're trying to like i said new, try new things but not carry that into a game if you don't like it don't use it it makes a lot of sense i really like that philosophy so yeah. i think uh since this is uh monday morning at 7 a.m and i have to work all day <laughs> i only have a few more questions for you ben okay and this is round two in the shed for you but um i want to know about stitches world travels because um that's your dog. And my dog Beckham went all over Europe and he used to even get to come to hockey practice with me. He'd hang out with the equipment manager while I'd practice. And then that was back when I had to wear a gold helmet. So then as soon as I'd come off the ice and all the guys are coming off, as soon as he'd see the gold helmet, my dog would just go Looney Tunes and be doing full sprints around the locker room. We'd show up, I'd walk him, I'd get to the rink, uh, get a ride with one of the guys, bring the dog. He'd uh, sit there with the boys while they're all having their breakfast in the room. Guys would go out for practice, then we'd get off. I'd walk them home, and that was our day, right? It was it was a great lifestyle. Well, if you remember back in the, I used to take him into the big blue tent before get away games, or like if we had pregame uh, the pregame meetings and stuff, I'd bring him in just to see guys because he just loved people, just loved players for some reason. And then obviously he'd walk back with Jade before the Lord started his meeting or whatever. And uh, so when we moved to 
the new rink and it's more carpeted and stuff because he sheds quite a bit of hair at some times. I don't take him in too much and he's not been in here actually. But yeah, he's um, he's definitely pretty well travelled. He's been to a lot of countries. Uh, last year in Austria, he ended up having his uh, having to be put to sleep for the for his eyes to be stitched over because he walked into a branch. Oh. Uh, so he had to have he had a massive ulcer, which is not great. Um, and then actually two nights ago, he started holding his eye funny. And I think he might have done something similar. So hopefully it's not as bad. But no, he he just loves it. He just sits in the car, sleeps until we get to wherever we're going, and then realizes we're there. Goes crazy. Oh. Um, just just goes nuts as soon as you let him out or you find some grass, you let him off the lead, he just goes absolutely nuts. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just it's so funny. So, it's, But you, you couldn't really ask for a, or we couldn't ask for a better dog. Uh, it's, it's just so easy, so chilled, and I uh, just feel bad for him a little bit sometimes, um, especially this year because we had his nuts chopped off before we left and he had such a good pair before then. So I'm a bit <laughs> he had a great now. pair of nuts, did he? Yeah, a great pair of nuts. Uh, but then yeah. now he's, Don't want to get rid of those. Probably, uh, he can probably walk easier now, though. That's true. So they're, they're not were swinging. They, were they hanging pretty low? <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were pretty big. Let's put it that way. You could call them. Yeah, we. Yeah, well, we. And then uh, when we had them removed, he it grew on a little lump on his groin. So we had that removed at the same time. So that was a, a bit of a stress, but it came back as uh, benign. So that was all good. So it is all good. It's just himself. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Well, dogs. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, dogs in Europe, man. Like. The rules they have, I don't know what it's like in Slovakia, but in Germany, you take the dog to restaurants. Like we talked yeah. about sitting outside, your dog can come sit at the table with you. Yeah. And, you know, you got to know your dog's behavior. But if your dog is, they can do pretty well anything with yeah, you. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's pretty so much more dog friendly. I mean, where, where we live back in the UK and, and Barry Island, there was a few dog friendly cafes and coffee shops, but still yeah. not that many. And it's like, here, you go to the shopping center, you take the dog with you. You go in, the only store they can't go in is a grocery store, is a supermarket. So, um, that's so it is the it same is. as Germany then? Yeah, it's pretty much the same, yeah. And I mean, even like Hungary was super friendly. Austria, you could take your dogs in places. You just have to look on the window and make sure it doesn't say no dogs. Yeah. And as, as long as it doesn't say no dogs, you're fine. Just walk in. Yeah, it's a whole different lifestyle with dogs over there. Like, yeah, it's what so they much get easier. To do, yeah, it is fun. Um, well, um, let's see here. I don't think I really have anything else other than you said you got another uh, – break coming up in december you got any plans are you gonna go do any traveling not yet no we were still trying to sort the visa out with the with the club because obviously with brexit and everything it was um they didn't know if we needed one if we did need one so we've, we've got an appointment i think it's i think the last game is on the 12th and we have a appointment to go and sort it all out mine and jay's get that sorted and then it we have to wait on the schedule uh we actually have jay's parents over then to say for like a, a pre-christmas christmas yeah so, um, I mean, if, if we get time, we might take them to, um, if the visa's sorted, we might either go Vienna, Christmas markets, or might just uh, nip back. If the visa's not sorted, we might take them to um, Budapest Christmas markets or just Bratislava's Christmas markets. So definitely going to do some Christmas market. It just depends oh. on our schedule and training schedule. Christmas markets. So, there, yeah. yeah, like I've been to the German ones, man. And so you're saying they're doing all that and in hungary too and slovakia yeah budapest slovakia oh god uh, those are good yeah we, we have them in trench and they're supposed to be good in trench uh so we'll have them here as well when they first arrive but it's, it's always nice to just visit other places just try to control you yourself chance. ben i could never control <laughs> myself in germany come december and it would ruin my second half of the year okay i was it's always the up there leading score come christmas time but that december can really affect things <laughs> You start eating like you know the the, the sausages, the bratwurst, oh yeah. the flam kuchen. 
Do you want me to talk about flam cooking? <laughs> That's a flatbread, folks. They'd have a little bit of like sweet and sour and some potatoes on there, almost like scalp potatoes with some bacon. Oh my God, I'm getting hungry. I better stop talking about this. Or they'd have, there was other ones too. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Flam cooking, folks. Check that out. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what, I'll let you know what they have here. Send me some photos of some food at Christmas markets. Okay. Talk dirty to yeah. me that this December. Okay. <laughs> some mold wine for you as well. Yes, that's right. Glue vine. That'll get me going too. Yeah. Glue vine. Yeah. Um, well, Bouncy, thanks for making the time. I know it's busy with you practicing and me working and all that stuff, but uh guess it's time to go to the real world now. Happy Monday, <laughs> well, folks. Right. You, you've had plenty of energy for the time it is over there. Yeah, well, I yeah, you don't you don't look like it's 536. Ben, this is what makes me happy. I don't get to see you guys. I never saw you guys for like five, six years. And now I get to see whoever I want, whatever I want, because you guys all make the time for me. So thank you. It's all right. You're welcome. And I have energy Enjoy at it. this time of day because like, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to catch up with you and see how everything's going, because I know what it's like when you go to a new country and you don't know anybody. And sometimes it's kind of nice to see someone, you know. Yeah. No, it's always nice to see someone, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I can't wait to see you get back in the net and just run a muck of the Slovak League. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's a plan. Oh, it's going to happen. And this has been another episode of Two Ales or Zero Ales at Hockey Tales with Bouncy and Wally. <laughs> Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete, South Pound, Van, Van.